With the major exception of our, of none other than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is the eternal Word of God, and whose name Jesus is above all other names. With the major exception of Him, can there be any doubt that the most significant words ever spoken by a human being in the history of human existence have come from the utterance of Our Lady, Mary, Blessed Ever Virgin? I don't think so. Most Blessed Mary is the Queen of Heaven, after all, a title she received early in the days of the Church. Also, she is the Mother of the Church, another title she received very early. Here, around these parts, we've come to know her as Our Lady of the Upper Room. Her words, although some may say that we have so few of them recorded by the evangelists. Her words drip with greatness, drip with sanctity, with humility, with wisdom. She herself, who is in the beginning of time in our Lord's works, was brought forth before mountains were settled, before the hills were made, even when Christ prepared the heavens, she was there. Blessed Mary, Our Lady, is the soul of every Christian. She is the soul of every Christian because her greatness consists in her absolute selfless devotion to Jesus, her Son and Lord. To her cousin Elizabeth, Saint Elizabeth, at the visitation, after her greeting, which made John Baptist in utero leap for joy, along with the heart of his mother Elizabeth, double joy at, this, at the greeting of Mary. Then Mary sang, as we just did, My soul doth magnify the Lord. Words spoken in holiness as the incense took our prayers up to heaven. Mary was wholly devoted to the Lord. To the place of poverty, she willingly went at our Lord's nativity. To the place of shame, she willingly went at our Lord's crucifixion and holy death. And to the place of promise in the upper room, she willingly went as one of the 120 apostles in the first Christian parish for the coming, the promised coming of the Holy Spirit of her Son and the Holy Spirit of her Lord. Mary is the soul of every Christian because unto a seemingly impossible vocation, the mother of God, she said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. She is the soul of every Christian because facing the incomprehensible, she said yes according to thy will. Facing the utterly paradoxical, she said yes, according to thy will. 
facing the most tremendous mystery, the mystery of reality himself. She said, Be it unto me according to thy word. To the opportunity to be given to the temple at age three, as her parents Anna and Joachim had promised God upon condition of Anna giving birth. Mary, the, one of the earliest legends in the church, tells us, danced on the steps of the temple as three-year-old Mary entered the temple. Which is a yes, if there ever was a yes. To the prospect of leaving the temple, in which she, we are told, in that same early legend, grew up in through her teenage years living in the temple. The prospect of leaving the temple into marriage to Joseph, the carpenter, she said yes. As she heard announced to her by Simeon at our Lord's presentation, and the sword shall pierce through your own soul also. In wonderment, courage, she said yes. And to the final words of her son on the cross, Jesus telling her to behold her son, words she heard from her son, words now about her son in a radically new way. She said, Be it unto me according to thy word. And she beheld in the beloved disciple John at the foot of the cross with her. She beheld in John not a resemblance to her son, not a mere likeness to her son, not a kinship to her son. Indeed, in John, the beloved disciple, Mary beheld Jesus, her son. Be it unto me according to thy word. Should it surprise us at all that Mary is the soul of every Christian when within her heart from the first was her son's name? Within her heart from the first was the name Jesus, the name above all names, the name which is a fortified tower to which the righteous run and are safe. The name we will walk in forever and ever if we are obedient. The name which saves everyone who calls on it. This name from the very first was in Mary's heart. Just as among the first things known to Blessed Joseph about Mary's son was the name of Jesus, told to him as it was to her by the Archangel Gabriel, so it was for Mary. The angel Gabriel giving both Joseph and Mary not merely knowledge that Mary would give birth, and not merely knowledge of the Son of God, the Son of the Most High. The angel Gabriel gave both Joseph and Mary the truest knowledge of him, 
which is his name. Can we doubt that Mary would say his most holy name all the days following her most holy annunciation? Can we doubt that each time she said his holy name, each time she said Jesus, her heart pondered the mysteries of all mysteries. Can we doubt that each time she said the holy name Jesus, she was filled with awe from which comes true wisdom? Can we doubt the joy she shared with blessed Joseph, her most chaste spouse, in the name of their son? A joy in his name they knew was not only their joy, but would be the joy of all creation. And so, brothers and sisters, let us be strengthened by the name of Jesus, like Mary and Joseph. Let us be emboldened by the name of Jesus, like Mary and Joseph. Let us be obedient, and let us be humble, to the holy name of Jesus, like Mary and Joseph, that with them we might also learn to ponder and to watch and to keep long silences, thinking of the deep, tender things of Jesus.